0: Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely sometimes you know
1: hey susan don't do all that
0: there's another way to enjoy random conversations now thanks to the podcast show i can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week no more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation
1: tune in weekly on wednesdays and subscribe for updates on your favorite platform to the Toddcast Show and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello everyone and welcome to the Toddcast Show. My name is Todd Mira, your host and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The Toddcast Show is dedicated to exploring the human condition through conversation with strangers. We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the ToddCast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics won't know what to expect next join in the conversation to laugh love learn and grow with others around the planet who will i call next tune in to find out every wednesday at midnight pacific or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform and stay connected with us at toddcastshow.com. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Toddcast Show. Today, we're joined by Annie Del Rey. How's it going, Annie?
0: Hey, it's going great. How are you?
1: I am doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. And where are you calling from today?
0: San Diego, California.
1: No way. Really? Yeah. I'm jealous. That's terrible uh, for me. It's awful- awesome for you. What part of San Diego are you in?
0: I am um, in a, what do they call it, a town? Yeah, I guess it goes down to town. Mm -hmm. Um, Escondido, it's called. It's really
1: cute. I I used to live in Escondido.
0: Nuh-uh.
1: Uh-huh. You missed me, but yeah, right off of the highway to, I forget the road, but it was the last road before you head over to Lawrence Well. And uh, right off the highway there in some little house. And then I used to live, I came here, or a little, not here, but I came to Arizona, then now to Nevada um, from Valley Center. I used to live in Valley Center and I spent most of my time in Rancho (gasps) Bernardo. Lived in Rancho Bernardo for a number of years, next near my grandma. And I lived in La Costa and I've lived in Carlsbad and um, gosh, where else? want to say i live someplace else I'm just not coming to me but yeah I've lived all over San Diego and spent tons of time around there so that's why I'm jealous (laughs)
0: holy crap I wasn't expecting you to say that because you know if someone unless someone has lived here at some point they wouldn't they wouldn't know they wouldn't know such a small thing like Escondido
1: yeah dude um well, uh, you know, I thought it was great in a lot of ways. And like, as I found out, like certain things can go wrong and bad things can happen and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I ended up leaving California in a fast hurry because of something that happened to me there in Valley Center. Um, but yeah, that was a crazy adventure being in California. It was a lot of fun in a lot of ways. And you know, the best place, the very best place, and I'm sure you know about this, but there's an Italian restaurant right downtown. And uh, you park in the back and go in the back door, and you can park on the street too. But I forget the name. Do you know the place? It's right on Main Street, just across from the adult toy store.
0: Oh, I'm not sure. Not okay. not like the historic district. Like yeah,
1: yeah, the old town kind of like main
0: drag through oh, town. Oh, it is right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. live like two neighborhoods over from that. My my boyfriend and I have a place like I don't know, like two streets over.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, you're going to have to Isn't that
0: crazy?
1: Yeah, look up Italian food, or look up best Italian food. I I, want to say it's like Frank's or something, but I could be wrong. But let me tell you what, that Italian food is going to blow your fucking mind, man. It is so, so good. Oh, my God. Like, that's (laughs) the one thing. I love good food, but, like, I do remember eating there and remembering, like, that sauce is like crack. You know, it's like it made me feel like I was getting high. It's like, wow, man, this food is amazing, and the ravioli. Okay,
2: you're really
0: talking this up. Wait, is it Joe's Italian Cuisine?
1: I don't know. It's the one that's been it there says for it's like West Grand Ave. It, it might yeah. be. Yeah, it's been there for like thirty years.
0: Since 1980, it says right here.
1: That's probably that might this be might the be one. It. Yeah, I would go there. I would go there and I remember it being kind of a dark environment and chill little tables and really nice service and yeah you'll love that I'm pretty sure that's a dark
0: environment
1: yeah it's one of those places you take a seedy date don't take a good girl there
0: oh right we're gonna hide in the dark I now that I see a picture of the front I have walked past this so many times
1: okay cool so many times that is awesome man yeah I missed that and you know, the people and stuff and like your type of jovial spirit and just adventurous nature. It's so it's so welcoming. You know, it's a shame California has such a bad rap. There's so many jerk offs in California. How do the nice people like you survive amongst all that?
0: Well, number one, I'll say I'm from Jersey, so mm-hmm. I already I already knew how much people could be terrible before I got here. Ah, <laughs> and
2: really. I already
0: learned like boundaries and how to call someone out and how to like quote unquote handle myself
2: right right
0: <laughs> i don't even know a phrase it you would say but
2: um were you born in yeah, Jersey yeah actually
0: so when i when i came from jersey and i came here i was like wow these people are really laid back that's what mm-hmm. i thought to myself was this is a lot different cuz jersey's so harsh like the east mm-hmm. coast can be really harsh
1: mhm mhm I lived in upstate Um, New York for a little while, too, and I found that out the hard way. It was terrible.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I already had thick skin before getting here.
1: Cool. That is really cool. And you were born in Jersey. I didn't mean to interrupt earlier.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I was born in Jersey. I lived there until I think I was in my early 20s, like 23 probably. And then I moved to uh, San Francisco by myself.
2: Wow! Um, awesome.
0: Yeah, I and I had never been to California before. And I how long ago was that? Uh this was maybe ten years ago, nine years ago. Okay,
1: so it wasn't like you know, because we all know of San Francisco is a scary place today, and it's not what it used to be. And twenty years ago, it was safe to walk around on the streets as a kid. Today, it's like you can't even drive a car down the road without somebody that might bash out your windows while you're driving. And take your stuff in San Francisco. It happens a lot there, apparently.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't have a car when I lived there. I took public transportation everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. I I lived in Oakland. I lived in, like, I moved in about a five-year period about eight times.
1: Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I moved a lot, too.
0: And and it was all in the San Francisco area. But I lived in Oakland in two different places and, like, at the one the one place I lived, there would be gunshots at night.
1: Totally, totally. Well, believe it or not, and a lot and of
0: cars broken into. Mm-hmm. That's
1: that's different because like those gunshots are probably landing, but like every now and then I've heard gunshots here in in Nevada, um, and I'm in like a concrete jungle. There's like a maze to get to my house <sighs> and other houses. You ever seen the TV show Weeds?
0: Yes, actually, I had a long time ago, but yeah. Okay.
1: Cool, me too. Well, it's kind of like that. It's is like all the houses are made of ticky tacky, and they all look the same. And that's where I live now. And so mm-hmm. gunshots here are kind of weird, but it happened a couple of times. And you know, I don't worry about it and everything. But like, uh, I I would really trip out. Like, yeah, the Oakland thing—it's scary, man. Yeah,
2: it's
0: <laughs> it's different.
1: Heavy vibe. And a lot of negative the vibes. Population
0: is I have yeah. found, I I have found <laughs> I see is was more volatile in san francisco too
1: really I um see.
0: but because i grew up near new york city i understood that like people were like oh san francisco is um filthy and i was like you need to see new york city new york city is gross
1: Mm-hmm. wow so um did you live in new york for long
0: no i didn't live in new york at all
1: oh I, you just got to go there
0: I just went there, yeah. Cool. Um I don't even know if I'd say often, maybe, like, two to three times a year, but mm. it's, it's not all cute like the movies all the time. Mm. Like, it is beautiful during Christmas. It is sure. so pretty.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but also, there's needles all over the ground, and there's rats everywhere, and it smells yeah. like pee, and it's... Um, like I was trying. My my boyfriend is from this area. He is grown out. He's grown up in San Diego County. I right know. And I was trying to tell him. I was trying to explain New York City to him.
2: And I was right saying,
0: think of women in stilettos, not even looking at you and plowing you down on the street. And there are mass crowds always, and people will just walk forward and right through you as if you're not even there.
1: Wow. And, and nobody's saying and hello.
0: you. That's, no one's saying hello. Especially now that there's phones. And phones get swiped easily because everyone's looking down at their phone.
1: Right. That's fucked up, man.
0: That's,
2: yeah, and you can't yeah, do anything about up. it.
1: That's awful. I've done uh, I work at TurboTax and uh I've done taxes for a few cops in New York, or at least helped them with their taxes. And I always ask and get personal, you know, in the conversation. And they've <laughs> told me some things that are pretty interesting. And it's like, wow, man, you have to deal with that every day. God bless you, man. Like, wow, you know, no thank you. No thank you. No
0: thank you. No. Nope. <laughs>
1: So I was kind of curious. We had a little technical glitch earlier that I hope to edit out and <laughs> no one will notice. But uh, I was just curious, <laughs> living in New Jersey, how many pairs of hoop earrings do you have?
0: Oh, my gosh. I haven't worn them probably <laughs> since a teen, but I for sure wore them at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm making a joke, of course, because to me that's like a Jersey thing, you know, from like the Jersey Shores and all of the different funny things where the strong... You know, woman with the big tall red hair and like the funny weird flowery outfit and big ass hoop earrings, but boy, she's got attitude. <laughs> that's what I think yeah, about.
0: Yeah, hoop earrings.
1: Oh, I love it. That's They're so fun. Funny. Yeah. They're totally. a
0: lot of fun to wear. And I <laughs> yeah. haven't worn them in a long time, but that, yeah. That's they are funny.
1: Fun. So so that is really a Jersey thing? You think? Or...
0: Um, I don't know. I uh this, I don't know how to describe this, but I feel like it takes a certain type of woman to wear hoop earrings.
1: Totally. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> to pull it off, actually. Anyone can In do it. In the best
0: it. of ways. There yeah, you go.
1: To pull you, it off, though, is the key.
0: You totally yeah. hit the nail on the head. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like someone who pulls it off and you see them and you're like, girl, you were rocking
2: those exactly. hoop earrings.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like you want to just hop on her back and grab a hold of them and go for a ride. You know, but... uh You can get Mm -hmm. in trouble for that. You don't want to do that in New York. Don't ever jump on someone's (laughs) back.
0: Yeah. Stay the hell away from each other in New York. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That sucks, man. Where I used to live in Arizona was completely the opposite. It was so fun, especially in the beginning, because it was all so new to me coming from California uh, to Arizona Mm -hmm. and the country. And it was like I'd wave to people when I drove around in the car and all the time, i just wave to people, and they'd all wave back, every one of them. And, like You say hello to somebody, and they say, how you doing? And, like, you know, you shake your head at somebody, they shake theirs. And it's, like, so nice. Like, that part of it was the best. Like, I can't say enough good things about that part of Arizona. A sense of community and respect amongst people. And, you know, never mind that, like, a lot of us have guns. I think that might play <laughs> into it but it might play like, the role
0: of being a little,
1: it's just a nice exchange. You know, it's like, you don't need to know them. You don't even need to be alike. And it's like people who are really different. You know, you say, hey, how are you doing today? They say, I'm doing all right. How are you? And it, and you get that like 99% of the time, you know? So I invite you That's to awesome. experience that. If you ever go on a trip to Arizona, I'll, I'll definitely give you some tips on places to go and things to see it's amazing there's some places in Arizona you'd never believe like crazy rivers and beautiful waterfalls and mountains that do it's unreal it's like you just would never imagine there was even such a thing in that place but there is lots of that actually um but anyway it's not about me but yeah you should check that out in contrast (laughs) to your New York story because that sounds like a nightmare (laughs) but I think I have a solution I think I figured out a solution for the rat problem. All you need to do is have every resident of New York take in a pet rat. Uh, (laughs) Problem uh, solved.
2: (laughs) They're
0: they're also
2: huge.
1: Yeah, they
0: are. These are not field mice.
1: No, like like a possum.
0: They, yes. Mm -hmm. They're disgusting. They're so creepy. Yeah. Think ninja turtles and the
2: creepiest of creep. Oh man, um, no, thank like you.
0: rats.
1: Oh. Yeah, I get the heebie jeebies thinking about stuff like that. That sounds terrible, man. The mice were bad enough. Um, we were talking before the show and I was sharing a little story with Annie about my previous uh place where I lived, and we actually had a little problem with mice, and never mind how it happened. <laughs> uh but like one day I'm looking and like the mouse is crawling up my wall right next to me and I'm like holy shit in the middle of the day like oh man that was so gross like that that was enough for me I'm like no 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 I'm not getting the bubonic plague from a goddamn mouse if I'm gonna die I want to die with some dignity you know
0: (laughs) definitely this isn't what's taking me out
1: oh definitely not yeah Yeah, that was weird, though. So I can't imagine like anything bigger. There was a creature living under my room. Actually, I didn't tell you this part of the story. But at the same time that this mouse problem was happening. um, Do you know what a javelina is, by the way? Have you ever heard of that? A javelina?
0: A javelina? No. A
1: javelina? No. You know what a pig is, of course, right?
0: Yeah, I've been in the world before, so yes, I do know.
1: And we we eat pork and things like that, you know, but like uh, imagine a pig that comes from hell and looks like a demon, and uh, that's what a javelina is. Javelinas have big giant tusks that stick out like huge teeth, and they are really, really strong. They can chomp right through your leg like nothing, and they just cruise around, and they've got this weird dark fur that's like rough and it's not smooth or anything but it's like hair and it's really thick and it's right. weird it's like they're creepy creatures and they're up their eyes glow red in the dark like and i don't mean in the dark dark but like when you shine something it's like you see a bunch of red eyeballs and it's just the creepiest thing but these things get pretty big and so one day uh one of those things actually happened to come in our yard we had a fence around the property and There was a hole in the side of the skirt of the trailer we lived in a double wide trailer and there was you know like a metal skirt and there was a hole in it and i kid you not man this big ass pig like i had never seen anything like it i walked out one day to smoke on the porch after a break or something like that and the pig is standing right there like just a few feet away from me and what did it do it jumped through the little hole under our house and it went right. under the and I'm like, holy fuck, you know, and it was really big, but it got really small to fit in this hole. I've never, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was like a cat, you know, it's like, how did it fit through that? You know, but it did. And so anyway, long story short, that uh, little experience, <laughs> anyway. yeah, that, that little experience ended up costing us uh, some plumbing repairs. It broke our our plumbing under the house and, so my buddy had to fix it and all that. And we had to take the skirts off and finally got the pig out of there. Well, just before I moved, there was something oh. that was living under my floor in my room. And I had two rooms in that house. And where I was, where I was living, there was like this strange kind of, I don't know, let's see. if you get, I don't know if you hear any tapping. But uh, it was like this weird tapping sound coming from under the floor, man. And it's like, holy crap. And it was loud. And I'm like, what in the fuck is that? And so I stood where it was. I finally figured out what was coming. I could feel it under my feet, like when it was tapping. I don't know what was under there. But whatever it was, it's dead now. We got to the exterminators. And I didn't have to shoot through the floor, although that was my first instinct, is to pull out my gun and shoot at it. But
0: You were uh, so down. You're like, yeah. well, do, I have to, do I have to use my gun? Okay.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That would probably... Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, maybe in a different situation that might be possible. But, yeah, it's like I, w- I was more joking about it, but that was the first instinct. Like, holy fuck, am I going to have to shoot something? Like, <laughs> what in the hell is this thing on my my floor, man? But, like,
0: anyway.
2: You anyways, don't know, does so. it have
0: rabies? Is it going to shut out and, like, like bite your leg? And I'm not here to, like, talk about cruelty towards animals. I hope it doesn't no. come off that way. No, not, no, at What I'm saying is, like, if I if – I, It's like a a scary movie where they play it out the whole like so long because you don't see the critter, so it's even Mm -hmm. more scary because you don't see the boogeyman or you don't see like so just hearing the critter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And having no idea what's what might come out
1: exactly. That was like.
0: You have to protect yourself. You don't know. Animals are Well, there animals. was there like, is one other yeah. thing
1: that at there's what? Uh, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but like that there is one last part to the story is one the one okay. day <laughs> one day when it was really hot outside, I walked around the corner and I saw probably an eight foot snake outside that same spot. It was huge. It was like a really big snake. And I went and ran to the neighbor to get somebody to help me wrangle it because I'm too afraid to touch something like that like uh, so I went and got somebody and brought him over and by the time we got back it was back under the house so there was definitely a snake under there but like I don't know man it was just creepy 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 so Anyway, I don't know why yeah. we went down that rab- rabbit hole. Let's get back to a more positive subject. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I mean, obviously, you're trying to upset me, but it's fine.
1: Yeah, clearly. Yes, I just want to freak you out and give you nightmares. You know, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. So, did you have siblings growing up?
0: Um. Yeah, I'm one of six.
1: Wow. I, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have a few siblings.
1: That's amazing, um, like the Brady Bunch.
0: Oh yeah, Uh, but your your
1: father didn't turn out to be gay, right?
0: Is is that the truth? Is that what happened?
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, the guy in real life was a gay man, and uh, nobody really knew until later. But yeah, I thought that was very entertaining when I found out as an older person. Um, I forget his name, forgive me. I love the Brady bunch, but like I'm an idiot when it comes to remembering things. Oh. You know. I always remember the character names, never the real I was name.
0: like, I think the character's name is Mike, right? Yeah, it Isn't was it? Mike
1: Mike and Carol Brady and their housekeeper. Oh, Alice that's
0: and, right.
1: You know. Then Sam the butcher, don't forget him and you know. Oh so, right. How weird that, that
0: they was, added that too.
1: That is that's not even a big
0: character. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I liked him. He was funny. Um and the green shad carpeting was really groovy, Marsha. So, you know. <laughs>
0: Marsha, Marsha, Marsha.
2: I
1: know Jan was so jealous all the time. Like, holy shit, all you know, what is shit. she going to do? And then there was cute little Cindy. And man, that show was great. You know, I was raised by the TV, I think a lot. And I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid. So things like that, like they resonate, you know, somewhere deep in my soul, like Sesame Street and all kinds of shit, you know. Um, So were you the youngest? Where do you fall in the lineup of all these children?
0: So I'm the eldest gal, but I have two older brothers and then a younger brother. And we're all like born, I don't know, within like 18 months of each other. Like we're all pretty close in age. And And then when I was 12 and my youngest brother was 10, yeah. My mom had twins. What? She had twin girls. Yeah.
1: Wow, dude. That's <laughs> great. Your mom really liked putting out. Mine didn't. Uh, she spread us apart by seven years, There's three of us in my family. And it was like every seven years, like uh, some kind of a ritual, I guess she would make a baby. Like
0: some you know? kind of a ritual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I ain't waiting seven years. You know what I mean? Like, let's just do this now.
0: <laughs> That's a, that, I, um, I'm it's really glad a I,
1: better I,
0: idea. to all be together. Right.
1: I think so. Your family did it. Right. Yeah, I think. Totally. Yeah.
0: I, because kids need friends. I mean, my brothers were very different than me. We, we turned out to be very different adults as well, but mm. you had little play buddies. Like I'm glad, I'm glad my sisters had each other. I'm glad they were twins because there was such an age gap between my siblings and them. And I was more like a mom to them. Like, I helped
2: raise them. That's
0: cool. So, Oh, they're they're the loves of my life.
1: (laughs) And then I assume that having so many kids, like, how could a single parent handle that? Your parents must have stayed together a long, long time, huh?
0: Yeah. They've been together, I think, like, 35 years.
1: Really? Congratulations. 36 years. That's so awesome. That's really good to hear. How nice. Did that teach you a lot, you think, growing up having both parents? Was that a better environment than it would have been with just one?
0: I guess it's complicated. (laughs) Well, number one, I should... That's
1: why I asked. (laughs) I should
0: preference that they are strict Catholics, especially my mom. okay. So it was a strict Catholic home. So already that, like, is, um... (sighs) Uh, a lots, liar, lots of, right? It's discipline. just a liar. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, and very strict rules. Like, there is zero to sex. Like, really? we don't even talk about that. And you're not allowed to tell anyone outside of the family things. The only person that you can talk to is a priest. Like, oh. just, like... That's crazy. I think, totally. And I went to a Catholic school until high school. So high school was my first time in public school. So... I uh, was like uh-huh. knees deep in this stuff.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what? The funny thing is, is that as a man, um, and I certainly don't mean this in any derogatory way, but it's the truth. I remember in high school when I used to pick up girls and stuff, the moment I found out they were <laughs> Catholic, I knew they were putting out, you know, and they, did, and they, and they all did, every one of them, every single one you know, never failed. All the Catholics were horny girls and I loved it. So like, you know, I never thought about it as a religious thing. It was just like, Oh great. That's a horny girl. And I don't know why, but like, that's how it always was. So when you talk about the strictness, it's, a sin. it's
0: well, a that's, sin to have sex before you're married. Like that's, that's the rule. That's just but, the thing.
1: But that's the thing in the Christian world too. But like, they're not known as much for that and whatever. I think uh, that you know, I just wonder why the Catholics got that rap, and like, if it's a pressure thing, we're like, oh you you don't want me to do this? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to do, you know what I mean like
0: I think so because the the problem with Catholicism <laughs> I'll just say, <laughs> this is my personal opinion, right yeah the The problem that I feel with Catholicism is that they're shoving it down your throat, and that's mm-hmm. not fair that's not fair to do to someone. So if you put such restrictions and you're so strict and the answer is that you will burn in the fires of hell, like kids are either going to be super scared. Well, they usually are. And there's going to be a ton of rebellion. There's going to be a ton of rebellion because you're being way too strict and your kid's not going to want to talk to you because you're too strict. Right. And you're discouraged to talk to a therapist or anyone outside of the family. Mm -hmm. Also, you're not supposed to talk about things within the family. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's very confusing for a kid at, at all ages.
2: Yeah.
1: Cause you're taught to be honest and open and all that, but yet you have to restrict yourself in this one area. It would be confusing. I would think. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I know we're kind of skipping around or whatever, but I'm just (laughs) kind of curious about another thing. I should have started with this, but like, I'm just wondering, what's the very first memory that you can recall in your in your existence? Like, what's the earliest memory you can have uh, that you might share with us from your childhood? What comes to mind?
0: I don't know if this is like the earliest earliest, but it's coming to mind right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is do you
2: know? <laughs> I don't
0: know what it's called, but I guess. uh, Do you know they're like a dollar? There are those popsicles that you get in the summer, and they're yeah,
2: long and they're attached.
0: This. They're like plastic, right? Yeah. Like oh, different you colors.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. All right. Totally. Totally. So one day I was in my room eating like a blue one, I guess, <laughs> and I started spinning. And it went everywhere. It went (laughs) everywhere in my room. It went all over this like expensive bear set that was from my parents' anniversary, like, or like their marriage. They had the, I don't know. And I got blue everywhere. And I don't know why I was spinning. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. (laughs) But I remember just being super young and thinking, like, this went terribly wrong. (laughs)
1: Wow. That's crazy. Did you get in trouble for it?
0: I don't know if my parents ever found out. I might have went and, like, cried, you know. I might have told on mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. I just remember the moment when I realized what I did and just standing there in shock. Mm-hmm. Like, that wow. I was my own sprinkler of,
2: totally.
0: of like,
1: blue, <laughs> blue <goo>.
2: popsicle. <laughs> right,
1: and it's sticky as hell, so everything it touches, you know. Uh, yeah. Wow. I feel you. That's funny. That's really funny. Were you a good person growing up, like a good kid, or did you get in trouble a lot when you were growing up?
0: Okay, so my one brother, who was a year older than me, was a big Mm. troublemaker. Uh, So compared to him, I wasn't that much of a troublemaker. This this is where I messed up in life. This is where I am. This is a moment I'm not proud of. Okay. I uh, I was a mean girl. I was a mean girl. Okay. And not to not to people with disabilities, not to people like that were less fortunate. I was yeah. a mean girl to other girls.
1: Yeah, I understand you know I mean? that. Like just competition kinda. Out. Yeah, like uh yeah. like the, like the movie, flexing. right? Like the movie. Yeah.
0: Yes. And mm-hmm. it's of of course I'm not proud of that. Like right. it breaks my heart that, that happens to teens now, hearing, you know, yeah, now totally. seeing it um as an adult. So
2: but, well, maybe, yeah, maybe, I will say
0: maybe,
1: that. Maybe we should talk about why you felt that way and what it was that made you do that. What was it that was the impetus of you feeling that way towards other people? Was it insecurity? Was it uh, competition? Jealousy? Like, you know, let's, let's delve into the mind of a woman, a young woman, budding through a complicated time in life. And, you know, <laughs> how, how did you come to this point where you decided, I'm going to be an asshole?
0: <laughs> I think it was, number one, wanting to flex. Okay. Like, like power trip, potentially. Yeah. And also, since since childhood, mm-hmm. I was always so over, like, the stupid drama of my age group. So, like, for example, in high school, I didn't go to prom, and I didn't walk in my graduation. I wanted uh. nothing to do with school. Like, I was there the least amount as possible. So all the time I was like, well, when's this stage over? This is ridiculous. People are crying about prom dresses. Like this is ridiculous. This boy cheated on this girl. And now she's a basket case for three months Mm -hmm. and we're 16 years old. Like, I can't believe you're allowing, like, I don't know. I just thought everything was so stupid. Yeah. So (laughs) when you're like a total brat like that, (laughs) you know, uh you are, I guess, not that kind to people. Like, mm-hmm. you're fine to call them out when, as opposed to like just keeping your mouth shut. I didn't have to say anything, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't have to gossip. I didn't have yeah. to turn girls against each other or whatever gets included in gossip.
1: Totally. Hmm. Wow. That's amazing. And when did it change? Like, when did you finally get a hold of your compassion and start to change that?
0: Well, the other side of it was, for how much like et- like not nice I was to girls, I also had so much love and compassion. I think I put like all my anger at girls, I guess, because I was a nanny at that time. I loved kids like mm-hmm. like kissing little babies' faces off, you know what I mean, and just cuddling yeah. with them, and I worked with children with disabilities and adults with disabilities, so i was I was cool. still like a great gal mm-hmm. um like working at an after-school program, but i that was a character flaw. You know, yeah. that came along with it, too. I wasn't Mother Teresa. Like yeah,
1: there's nothing wrong with that, and that's part of maturity, and I remember I was a lot different when I was younger, too, mm. and a lot more aggressive, and, you know, I gave people reasons not to like me and didn't even realize it, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even, I wasn't trying. I was just, I just didn't realize I was being a jerk, you know? Um, but when you grow up, that all changes and sooner or later you break it all down and figure out, Oh, wait a second. Maybe I should change my attitude. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) And
0: that's another thing I gently call people out on, I guess, is Mm -hmm. stop staying stuck in high school. Like you're allowed to be a person that you weren't in high school. That's, that's actually the point. It's kind of worrisome if you stay the same. Mm So. Um it sounds like it's cool that you're not doing that. I mean, I know I bet you know the person who's like
2: remember senior year
0: when I threw that pass at the no. game and it thankfully lost? I d-
1: I don't actually. Oh. I've never had I I've lost touch with nearly everybody from my past lives and you know, things um and I really feel terrible about it because I just didn't realize oh. the importance. I fucked up and uh you know, the reality is that I could have had a lot of lifelong friends, but I wasn't mature enough to realize it. And I feel terrible about it really. And looking back and thinking like, man, I had an opportunity for all of these wonderful people to be part of my life later, but when I moved, I'd just leave them behind. And, you know, it just, I've, I really messed up, man. And like, uh, you know, that went on for a long, long time, you know, and unfortunately you can't turn back the clock on that stuff. So like all those kids I grew up with and went to high school with and all that stuff, There were some people that would have been great lifelong friends, but I just didn't realize the importance and how relationship was supposed to be. And nobody told me, like, oh, you should be friends with these people for the rest of your life. It was more like, oh, we're in high school Uh, now together. You know, and like, oh, got to go. We're moving. See you later. And, you know, it just never occurred to me, like, you know, networking and things like that. Like, I had no idea at the time. Um, It was weird, so... It's all good. Wow,
0: right? it sounds like that time really did make an impact on you. You're big time. You, um there's you still have time. Facebook is like made for this exact reason.
1: Well, and that's the other thing. Um some of the people that I've looked for just don't seem to exist. I've looked everywhere and I can't oh. find them which is weird so i wonder are they all hiding from me
0: <laughs> Honestly i know this sounds really sad cuz you're not even you're not even old but some people might have passed away
2: Yeah that's they're true they're
0: anti social media but they may have passed away
1: Yeah i think about um, that too
0: Isn't that sad and i yeah
1: you're right, though, actually. Yeah, yeah. I sh- I will try to think more about that. I need to make a list because, I mean, there's names that float around in my head. And I wonder yeah. a lot, you know, and, like, I wonder, it's like, how are they doing? And, like, people I haven't seen since I was a little kid. And, you know, it's uh, like they were they were little kids, too. And it's like, hey, how did you turn out? You know, and
0: <laughs> I, I just have I'm I curious. I would love to hear from you.
1: I would like to think so. That's a good idea. Thank yeah. you. That's a good thought, actually. I appreciate that. Cool. I hate Facebook. Yeah, I, I I detest Facebook. I think it's the worst thing ever. But when it serves a purpose or it can be used for something good like I have a lot of friends because of my music and stuff but um you know I just hate the idea of h- hiding behind that what I really enjoy is this you know what we're doing right now and you're supposed to do it on the phone you know texting doesn't count and you know, it's like this is how it used to be, right? Like you'd pick up a phone and there was a little dial thing and you'd put your finger in it and move the little spinner thing and it would go click, 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 click. And then you'd have to dial the whole thing and it would take a while. And if you misdialed it at all, you'd have to start over. And I was just to say, and
0: you're screwed if you misdial, and you just
1: have to start over. Oh, dude, those were the days. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking?
0: I'm 31.
1: Okay, so I've got 20 years on you. So we're coming from slightly different places, but I love that you're able to appreciate that. But that's that. in a
0: good place. Yeah, no, oh, totally. Thing, yeah.
1: yeah, when I think I old, remember old, when old.
0: they. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, please, go right ahead. Uh,
0: I just remember when they started making... What are they called? Wireless phones? What are, cordless. Oh <laughs> Wireless, oh my God. Cordless,
1: gosh. right, exactly. You Wireless
0: are old. And, I, <laughs> and... uh And... Remember how like clunky they were?
1: Yeah, totally. But and they like, were bitching. Like, if you had one, you felt like a superstar. It didn't matter. Oh,
0: you felt in yeah. you felt amazing cuz before, especially if you had to have a long combo, like you would to sit down. Like you weren't mm-hmm. going anywhere. Maybe around the kitchen, but if it wasn't anyway, the the cordless ones were like clunky in the beginning. And I remember oh. some people had them where the buttons kind of got stuck. Yep. And my parents' phone number was nine one eight and sometimes I accidentally call nine one one when I'm oh, like hey,
2: no. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I got in trouble for it like more than once
2: <laughs> wow <laughs>
1: that's that's funny, man my wow, I remember the before there was a nine one one I remember when they first started the nine one one service, and uh my mom was a uh, An employee at the time at the Irvine Police Department, way back when I was a little kid.
2: Irvine. Yeah,
1: it was crazy. And I grew up in Irvine and went to Woodbridge High School for the first two years and then Vista High School after that and graduated there. Um, But anyway, I remember we went uh, sometimes to like um, police only softball games. And I remember going, Ooh, yeah, seeing these cops playing each other in softball, and it was really fun. And I'll never forget, like I, I didn't know what it meant at the time. I, I had no idea what a double entendre was, okay? But like I remember, there were cops that were wearing T-shirts, and this is like right when nine one one was first coming out, and it said, "Call nine one one and make a cop come."
2: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs>
1: that's that's nah. what this. Should, those were the shirts that they were wearing. They were cool cops, you know, but...
0: That was cool cops. I, totally I thought that was hilarious,
1: head. right? Like, I mean, come on. But those are the good old days when you could joke like that and somebody... Oh, you could do, never
0: have that right now.
1: Yeah, people have a fucking aneurysm, you know. <laughs>
0: oh, 100. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, gosh. we don't want that. We don't want that. So let's just get... the meat of some things that we want to talk about because i know there's some really good stuff that you've got to share and i want to get to that but tell me what was the most impactful uh part of your growing up experience like uh, if there was one thing that you could pull out of the whole thing of growing up and growing into adulthood what what do you think was the thing that was the most meaningful or the most impactful you know the catalyst whatever but like what comes to mind when you think about your overall development and growing up into a big adult woman instead of a child like you know (laughs) what comes to mind you know like Um, I mean it's a very important thing but I'm curious what, what what was the thing that stands out in your mind the most in terms of like you know how you became successful and all that what made that happen
0: um I would say the big thing was my sisters being born really
2: my sisters being
0: born, like wow. I didn't understand the underconditional love until they were born and I started mm-hmm. raising them. Mm-hmm. It's just unlike anything to love something so much.
1: <laughs> totally. That's awesome. That is cool. So family was the biggest influence for you. That is really cool. And I take it that you have relationship with all of your siblings still.
0: Um, well, one of my brothers passed away.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Uh, thank you. He suffered from addiction and mm. um, he overdosed. It was laced with fentanyl. So no. uh, that's just yeah. an example, though, of like nature versus nurture or the idea of how you can all be in the same house and turn out so differently. Right. Um, and actually, I, I try to teach parents this of the idea of you can, I understand you want to do like everything and control everything, but also you can't walk this path with your child. Like it's not your fault. It's not your fault. They make mm-hmm. their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I grew up with a lot of different personalities.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That probably helped you to be more effective as a communicator and, you know, interpersonal dynamics and stuff like that. Right.
0: Oh, definitely! It's what got me interested in psychology. That's why I started studying psych first before coaching. I was awesome. like, "What's going on here? Like, what is going? What's happening?"
1: Is that your thing? Are you a coach?
0: Yeah, I'm a coach. I studied psychology for my bachelor's, and then I got a master's degree in integrative wellness coaching. Awesome. So I teach about wellness. <laughs>
1: That is really cool. Yeah. And a very important subject, especially these days. Uh, you know, we Americans love our fast food. And boy, oh boy. Yeah. If there's mental wellness, but physical is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, do you help uh, all sorts of different people with, in the coaching world? Or do you yeah. have a specific? Yeah.
0: Um, so. In my, let's call it like private practice, my own company, Mm -hmm. I market to to women, busy, professional women. Um, But in my studies and for uh, larger mental health companies that I've worked for, it has been men, women, teens, up to my oldest client was 84 years old, 84 year old woman. Um, Mm -hmm. And some international people as well. So I have experience with a ton of different clients, but if you were to like search me right now, you would see, (laughs) you would see things, uh, for women. Okay,
1: cool. That's okay. Not a problem. It didn't matter. And honestly, you've got the best approach. You are a woman. So, I mean, who better than that to know
0: (laughs) that works out,
1: you know, that's how it works. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. And, um, what does wellness mean? Like, how would you define wellness and why is it important?
0: So I think, and you touched upon this is the idea of the mind and body, like how the physical health matters, but so does the mental health mm-hmm. and being able to be content in both areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and what wellness means to me is contentness, and also um, how do I say this? optimal health, like how mm-hmm. can we get better? Mhm, mhm-, uh, but Eat. also i oh, I'm sorry,
1: no, I just it was thinking eating right and things like that, right?
0: yeah, eating right, and also just the idea of like, um, maybe it's because of the strict Catholicism I grew up in, but uh. I teach my clients a lot about flexibility, mhm-. I'm like, it's okay to be less strict. Mm-hmm. There's no need to put shame on yourself or beat yourself mm-hmm. up. Like mm-hmm. life's about flexibility. I was yeah. a pescatarian for like five years, but mm-hmm. once or twice a year I eat meat. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I don't know. I think being too rigid is what leads to unhappiness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally. And there's nothing worse than being uptight, you know? Um And that's a big part of it. You're just really uptight, you know. But people don't always know, do they? Like, how would would Mm -hmm. a person know that doesn't know? You know what I mean? Like, there's people that walk around and they're just, like, uh, always negative or always upset or always complaining. And they don't realize, like, how that's hurting themselves, you know, and putting pressure on other people. How would somebody recognize Mm. that they might have an issue with uh, wellness overall?
0: So essentially wanting to take the next step, whether it's therapy or coaching is you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. Like some people come to me and they know exactly which area of life they want to work on. And Mm -hmm. other people will come to me and it's like, you know what? I don't even know. And I'm, but I'm not happy or I'm Mm -hmm. super overwhelmed. I don't even know what my goal is because Mm -hmm. with coaching, we're going to talk about goals the entire time and um, action steps. So. They're coming, I, I teach about the wellness wheel. Have you ever heard of the wellness wheel before?
1: I have not What is that?
0: Okay, so that is I explain it like a pizza pie, mm-hmm. and the different slices are the different areas of life, so like finance, physical health, mental health, environment, relationships, work, and I have clients score one meaning not at all, and ten meaning this is your optimal health um and I will say I've coached like 500 plus clients. I've never met someone who identifies as a 10 in one of the areas.
2: So oh, really?
0: I share that with people. Cause I want them to know that don't think everyone else is scoring tens on everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And just struggling in one area.
1: Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. part of the problem. Isn't it? Like uh, comparing yourself to others is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Nobody should, nobody should ever do it, but that's all that people do on social media. Right. Like, my selfie is better than yours, and like, oh, look at my picture, and you know, it's like always the best, but it's not, it's not real, you know. And so, I, I think it creates an unhealthy kind of competition amongst people. Do you think that could be possible?
0: Oh, one hundred percent. I was, I was off social media for three years,
2: mm. and
0: and then my business coach was like you have to get back on you have to get on social media like mm-hmm. you're crippling your business you have to get on social media yeah. and the point of paying someone a lot of money to be your business coach is for you to follow what they say mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're making Absolutely. six to seven figures they obviously know like what yeah. they've been doing
1: yeah <laughs> yeah totally you're exactly right um but people don't always realize it you know and they're all wrapped up in all that mm-hmm. stuff so it's good to remember it's like you got to take a break and you know go walk around in nature, talk to somebody, you know, keep your phone in your pocket.
0: (laughs) Yeah, those are all great ones.
1: Don't look at your
0: phone for the first and last hour of your day.
1: Oh, yeah, and my favorite, um, I had uh, interactions with people from California not long ago that came to my home, and one of them, we were talking, and we were just kind of hanging out talking, and everything was great, and he pulled out his phone, and he's starting to look at his goddamn phone, and... Moving the screen around and shit, while, you know, while we're talking, but like he was zoned out of the conversation and just and I caught him and I'm like, hey, man, he was a little younger. And I said, uh, do you realize that, you know, that's really rude what you're doing? And like, dude, you young people need to get your heads out of your asses because you don't realize. <laughs> that like you're ruining your ability to communicate right now. And not only that, but you look like you're, you know, you don't give a shit. And it's like, that's not really how you feel, is it? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, dude, put the phone away and let's continue talking. You know, it's like, I mean, people don't even realize, like, I hate that. That's one of my pet thieves. So, you know, I think I would have just walked away if it was in person, if it was somewhere outside of my house, I would have just walked away. But it's like, dude, you're in my house, we're talking and you're like zoning out on your phone. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I just don't understand how it sucks people in so much, you know, and it's a crazy thing. Baffles my mind. Yeah.
0: It's it's uh I just need to close this door. Oh, you're good. mowing the lawn right next to me. Uh um,
1: right no worries.
0: Yeah, I think social media is a very scary place if not used like in a healthy way. And unfortunately it's not always used in the most healthy way. Like looking for people from high school um, or old college buddies or people that you used to work with years ago <clears throat> on social media and connecting—that's amazing,
2: right? Totally.
0: Learning about bands in the area, they post their events and you see it on Facebook. Like,
2: yeah. that's
0: cool. If you've ever looked at Facebook Marketplace, that's cool.
2: Oh yeah, but totally. also I'm there's a lot cars, of like, freaks. oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bought cars. on. I bought a motorcycle from Facebook Marketplace and two cars. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good deals, too. Really good deals. One of the cars that I, well, no, I got this one on Craigslist. My car that I drive right now is a very nice car, but I found it on Craigslist. But yeah, Facebook is, I guess there's things about it that I really like. I just hate what it seems to do to people. And, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. seems like it's pulling us all together, but it's really creating another divider. And, People seem to think it's okay to substitute like a little comment and, you know, a like instead of a phone call and like, hey, how are you doing? You know, how do you feel? You know, and what's going on? And let's talk, you know, and it's, I don't know. I think that part's missing, but I might dig a little bit. I think I'm going to explore it and uh, look for some of these people from my past, from your advice and. See how that goes, but like it's going to lead right to the phone. You know what I mean? It's like like let's just talk on the phone or have a Zoom meeting or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a,
1: you know, to Facebook, you know, video. But like, yeah, whatever, you know. But that's good. That's good. That's good. And it actually did help. It allows you to reach more people and you know connect with more of an audience and all that. Has it been a beneficial addition to your business? Did it really change things quickly?
2: Facebook. I
0: think so. I mm-hmm. think so. Um, it mm-hmm. just allowed me to connect with so many more people. Totally. And, um, like, even Instagram. So, for example, lately I've been going on podcast. So mm-hmm. people um, tag me, right? Shows mm-hmm. tag me. But mm-hmm. they want to tag me on their social media, right? Like, that's the point. Ah. Um, and, I, you know, I had to have platforms.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, but, so you Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and Instagram actually does something for you? I I don't get it, man. Like I just don't get it. Instagram does something for your business really?
0: Um it's just more of if like if you go to my Instagram, you're going to see uh, I don't even know if there's five posts. I don't even okay. I I don't even know if I have five posts on there. Fair and on. every single post is me being tagged by a podcast show ah
1: gotcha so it's not even
0: my stuff like it's truly just to have them like the audience be able to find me somewhere
1: very cool that's awesome so
0: i'm just going with it
1: and and speaking (laughs) that's a perfect idea actually i just i can't make enough time to deal with all that crap it's like one one social media is enough you know like Back in the day, MySpace, when I first got started with my music, it was on MySpace and it took off like wildfire. That's all I needed was MySpace. It was awesome. And then they ruined it. man. it was so bitching back in the day when Tom was your friend, you know? uh, Yeah. And you
0: had a top 10 and like you could change it and people's feelings would be hurt. At least in the world.
1: It was amazing. Like I, I've had some great experiences through Myspace. That's all I can say. But the music thing, it was amazing. Getting to share and like having all that positive feedback and interaction and connection and, you know, mm-hmm. meeting in real life even in some cases. It was great. Like I don't know what happened, but like I, I Facebook could never take the place of MySpace. You know?
0: Never. Like,
1: no. I just loved that thing. I wish they would bring it back, but ah, that'll never happen. Um so we're getting close to the end of our time here and I want to make sure that I don't miss anything that might be important I know we've been kind of goofing off and everything this whole time but you know you actually do provide a very valuable service to people and I want to make sure that we get a chance to at least introduce that and make sure that people know how to find you and uh, what they can expect if they reach out to you and all that good stuff um so would you share a little bit about what you do currently and how that helps other people
0: sure yeah um So, because I've worked with so many people, I've worked on all the areas of the wellness wheel. But, excuse me, I guess the two things that I specialize in is time and stress management. Mm. So, because of lack of time management, you're stressed out, and you're stressed out because of the lack of time management. (laughs) Yeah. And how that's like a vicious cycle. Um, And I think a lot of people can relate to that so um i really like to support people in that way i like to use the phrase of like get your shit together yeah that's how i think um Mm -hmm. and and i'm not telling someone they don't have their shit together i'm saying if you identify as someone who doesn't have their shit together (laughs) you may want to work with me
1: (laughs) that's funny well i mean and that's cute that you say that but like identifying is something is so inauthentic. Like, if you're not who you really are, like, identifying as something, maybe you should go to a psychiatrist before you come to see Annie.
2: <laughs> uh
0: yes.
1: <laughs> I am not poking the bear here, but, like, uh, when I hear about people talking about identifying as everything from... Uh, different uh, gender to like different cultures and all sorts of other weird things in like a helicopter unicorn, you know, it's like, I mean, there's all kinds of weird things and people are actually going out there talking about how like, you know, I am a unicorn and that's what I identify as today. There's even people that stick these weird tails in their butt and they have a (gasps) tail that comes out. They're called furries. Have you ever heard of that?
0: Oh yes, I have that's a
1: trip mm-hmm. i I just don't understand i'm so confused you know we should probably set an appointment to help me with this annie <laughs> to
2: process this
1: information yeah i've got yeah. so many questions there's all kinds of stuff i don't want to bring up here but like yeah when i think about california especially and other people around the country that are doing these strange things i just wonder how did it happen you know and where did it all go wrong and why are people not normal anymore? (laughs) Can you, can you approach that question? Well, I just wonder, you know, what do you think? Like, I mean, without getting judgy or anything like that, but like, where do you think it all went wrong in society in the last 10 years?
0: I think that this is, I don't even know if this is going too much like into conspiracy theory. But I think the government has just been distracting us and like making us fight about bullshit things within each other instead of, and I hate this phrase, but the only thing that I can think of is the phrase right now of like staying woke. I know I sound ridiculous saying that, but I I just mean like there's limited people with their eyes fucking open. Totally. So I think that they're, I keep squeaking in this chair, so sorry if you hear squeaking Don't even
1: worry about it. You're good. You're good. (laughs)
0: Um, that's what I think. And I think like the disinformation on the internet for whatever that is, I'm not even like trying to say a certain event or anything. I'm just just saying mm -hmm. the bullshit in general, like we are fighting about stupid things right now. We should be asking a lot more questions and not be fighting about like blank.
1: Totally. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And I agree completely. And it's so funny. You said woke, um, I always think to myself, when people say that, well, I said, if this is what being woke is all about, I'm staying in bed, baby, because I, I don't want to yeah. be woke. I don't want to be woke. I'm asleep. Okay. <laughs> but it's okay, you know. I mean, it's one thing to really have true integrity around, like, human rights and, you know, racial harmony and integration, which I'm totally all about. Like, I love it. But when you get into this idea of being upset about everything that somebody says, just because it's different than what you think, I think is part of the big problem, you know, and that that's where the breakdown occurs. You know, it's like, if you can't respect someone else, I mean, are you even respecting yourself first and then are you able to respect someone else? And it seems like some of those people in the woke community fail on both of those levels, you know, Um, I, I don't know. You know, thankfully, I haven't had to interact with many of them. <laughs> there was a blue-haired yeah. girl. I, we had a blue-haired girl deliver our pizza the first night in uh, Las Vegas here. and It was uh, it was cool. I didn't realize how young she was, but, like, it was, she was just a cool little stoner chick. And, like, you know, <laughs> I ended up talking to her and asking her questions about the area and shit. And it was like, man, you know, I wonder what goes on in her mind with that blue hair. Like, I, I hope I get a chance to ask, and I never did, but... I always just wanted to ask, like, a blue-haired person or a purple-haired person, like, can I just ask you a few questions, you know, and will you promise What not led to,
0: to this life decision?
1: Yeah, I promise not to hit me, but I, I'd really like to understand this. <laughs> uh, but that's a whole yeah. other deal. It's a crazy world, that's for
2: sure. It's
0: a to each their own, right? Yeah, like, totally. I'm not gonna, what do you want me to do, yell at you for having blue hair? Like, No.
2: What
0: What do you think? But there are people who would like in line talk shit to her about her blue hair. It's like, is this hurting you? Am I right. hurting you? Am exactly. I throwing blue dye on you? No. Right. Okay. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Totally like, agree.
1: No, you're <laughs> exactly the most, right. Like
0: true way, like straightforward of to yeah. to each their own, leave just leave it alone. This this should not be your hill to die on. Totally. This should not be what you're willing to like be taped and put on YouTube for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I have to say one thing, um, as we get close to wrap-up time, we've got about five minutes or so, um, I really want to say this, like, uh, the people that have helped me the most are the realest. and, like, when I sought counseling yeah. and got to work with my counselor for a few years, it took a minute to find him, but when I did, one of the things that I really appreciated about him is he was very real and very unfiltered, and, like, he used profanity a little bit, which was great, and he talked about things in a way that I could relate to and I really noticed that about you this whole time and I want to compliment you but I also of course want to mention you know to the audience that might be thinking about like somebody that could help coach them you know having somebody who's real and candid and authentic is huge and you know I'd rather have you in my corner than somebody that like you know really is very careful about what they say and you know Mm -hmm. I hope that I hope that's a compliment because it is from my heart you know but um I just want to say that like you're the kind of person that I would want to be able to talk about goals with because I like that you approach things in a very direct real way That, that seems very prominent in your nature.
2: Yeah
0: totally. Mm-hmm. I usually what I tell my clients is like I love and respect you enough to keep it real with you that's mm-hmm. why I'm a coach if not we would just be two friends going out for coffee yep. and I'm not saying that um, I'm not saying that I don't want to be friends but like you're paying me for a service I'd be doing you a disservice by not that's the difference between like this and a coffee chat totally. so um, and I really mean that I really mean that because some of them, um, some of them, some of my clients don't have anyone to talk to, don't have anyone in their corner.
2: Yeah,
1: that's not healthy. That's not how we were designed. You know, I I believe we we need each Mm. other. We do need each other. It's good to reach out. And you need to be able to ask. Don't let your ego shut you down from asking for help. That's the other thing. It's like I went through it for years. I didn't even know there was help at first. But then when I realized there was, I was like, well, I don't deserve it because there's somebody else out there with a the worse problem than I had. And, you know, little did I know, holy crap, I do need this because I'm an individual and I have my own problems. And even though they might not weigh as much as that other person's problem, everybody needs help sometimes. And, it's okay you know it's like it's a great thing for me it worked out great so i mean yeah i'm a big proponent of counseling and interactive you know coaching and things like that i think it's huge but the big part of it is accountability how do you how do you uh handle accountability with your clients do you hold them accountable or do you teach them to be accountable to themselves
0: um both so in the beginning it is a lot of hand holding mm-hmm. but because their challenge, I would say actually like 100% of the clients for the most part is accountability mm-hmm. and, when, and not having someone to check in on. So they're good for like two or three weeks, but if someone's not continuously checking in in the beginning, but I do tell clients in the beginning or people who ask about my business, um, like I won't sign a year contract with you. I don't want to do anything over three months. Because if you are still, um, if I'm still holding your hands after three months, that means I didn't do my job as a coach to empower you and teach you skills. Right on. You can do three months, go away three months, come back for another goal. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, I'm ready for a promotion. Like before we talked about finding a career, like now I'm ready. But I won't sign a year contract.
1: Right on. Yeah, that's a good thing, actually. And that says a lot about the quality of your work and the certainty of your abilities. Um, right my
0: confidence
2: level (laughs) oh that's
1: a great thing you know but the reality the reality is it's not up to you it's up to the individual right and that's part of what people need to realize you don't fix things you're not a mechanic but you enable people to learn how to use the tools that they were born with to fix themselves right Mm -hmm. right and to
2: tell them
0: exactly and to gently share um i know this is hard because you're just learning that you're the problem but also i'm here as your coach to say this is fantastic news because this means you're the one that can do the solution
2: yeah like it's really
0: empowering to take that humbling moment and admit like wow i'm the one that got me where i am Mm -hmm. okay what can i do about it
1: absolutely 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 And if there was something that you can think of that might have been missed or anything that might be on your heart or your mind, is there any message that you could share with our audience related to your particular area of expertise just uh, for people that might be needing a little nudge or a little help and might not know where to turn or what to do? What what would you say to those people?
0: Yeah, actually, so I'll just like rift off of what I was saying before is just the blanket lesson of. Focus on what you can control and release the rest. Just release those things you can't control and that idea, again, of like being empowered. So, for example, maybe at this moment in life, you, you can't control who your boss is, but you can control your interactions with them, what you do around them, how you respond, if you report them, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you control if you start looking for other jobs. Did you update your resume? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, there are things out of your control, but there are so many things that are in there. So I think just as a life lesson (laughs) of thinking of what you can and can't control and going Mm -hmm. from there.
1: Right on, right on. And learning that difference is huge because you can let go of the things you can't control, right?
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. You let yourself off the hook.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we carry around a lot of baggage, don't we, as humans?
0: <laughs> totally. It's right. like we,
1: you know, but we're not traveling anywhere I- interesting or exotic. You know, we're just carrying around the bags in our living rooms and bedrooms and offices and then the car and like everywhere else. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. I always <laughs> <laughs> uh, thought that was kind of a funny concept of baggage. You know, it's like, well, it's baggage, man. You can leave it in the closet. You know, it's like, or you can unpack it and neatly put it away, you know, and guess what? No more baggage. So, right. That's awesome. And then just to wrap up, I want to make sure that people do know how to find you. How would people reach out and find you? Do you have a website? Are you all over the place on social media? You mentioned, uh, you know, Instagram (laughs) and Facebook. You're probably everywhere, aren't you? Um, They're in
0: LinkedIn, but. i would recommend just going right to my site it's just easier okay
1: Okay. and what's your Um, domain name
0: yeah and that's coach-annie.com
1: awesome a-n-n-i-e right yes yes awesome that is cool and when somebody reaches out to you what can they expect when they reach out can you provide a consultation or how do you go about interacting with people that are looking for help
0: yeah that's a great question um They, I call it a confidence and clarity session. So Mm -hmm. it is a complimentary for 45 minute session where um, we talk about one goal and you'll leave with an action step. So Uh we'll just learn a little little bit about like, you know, what's going on with your life. Um, You know, I will talk about my services at the end, but it really is about that person leaving with confidence and clarity in their next steps.
1: Very cool. So you actually give them something to take away. And if they choose to put it into action, they'll see the benefit of what you're teaching, right?
0: A 100%. And when you like come from a place of abundance and not scarcity, your people will come to you. I just Mm -hmm. want to teach people. Like I, I, I do public speaking for companies. Like Mm -hmm. I present to other employees. I, I love teaching. I'm all about it. There's free resources on my site that people can download. Like Mm -hmm. I'm all about that. Um, But I do think to have skin in the game when you are committing to your self growth is also important.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, um, some people just don't follow through and that's really the problem. If if you just decide to make a change and follow through with it and realize it's going to take a while, like you can really win, right? Like there's no, failure when you're trying is that right
0: yeah exactly
1: that's exactly
0: cool.
1: that's cool I know it takes effort I've had to fix myself and I re- completely relate to to you and what you're doing and actually you know um, and I know we're already over time but if, if you got another couple of minutes yeah because there's one little story I forgot to share <laughs> <I'm> actually <laughs> thinking about it before the show and I completely forgot imagine that um so way back when um i used to work for this guy his name was chuck Heltzel, and actually he's one of the people i'm going to reach out to first on facebook chuck Heltzel, if you're listening i love you buddy and he was my greatest boss ever he was super hyperactive adhd this jewish guy that drove a convertible bmw and he was just awesome and like he hired me on the spot i was working at at uh countrywide mortgage when all that bullshit was happening i was actually part of the problem but um i didn't realize i had no idea they were having me sign loan documents and i was like uh uh office clerk so it's like um <laughs> uh, yeah whatever so like anyhow i got out of there the district manager of that place knew chuck and uh, chuck was looking for an assistant and he was a high profile big dollar loan officer in del mar la jolla we were in del mar actually and uh big big time stuff and I had never done anything like what he wanted but like I convinced him that I was the right one to hire and he hired me and Chuck (laughs) Chuck was the greatest guy ever I love him and long story short um one day he's like hey he's like um my coach he had a coaching session with this guy named Greg and he would pay (laughs) big money to Greg like you're paying to someone else to help him with his coaching things that he wanted to do with his (laughs) business and so he was a constant thing and like i'd answer the phone and like hey greg how you doing i'll transfer you and blah blah and it was just me and chuck and um and our loan officer and all that but like uh long story short one day chuck's like hey man uh my coach greg has got a spiritual healing weekend a shamanic spiritual healing weekend for three days i can't make it if you want to go i'll pay for you to go and i was like you gotta be kidding are you serious hell yeah i want to go
2: yeah so
1: he paid like 400 500 or something for me to go to this thing and it was really cool and uh so i ended up going to a hotel banquet place somewhere in sorrento valley and um because we were near there and it was like 23 women and three dudes and then the coach and it was really amazing we had the wildest coolest time and like not anything sexual whatsoever it was all energy like release and like processing and all this stuff and like us dudes were hugging and like loving each other and it was bitchin man it was like the coolest thing ever and like I can't explain it all because I don't remember it all to be honest there was no weed smoking there at the time but like I just can't remember it all and I remember this though when I went home after that I just couldn't go back to work on Sunday night I was like, there's no way in hell I can deal with all that bullshit tomorrow. I'm calling in, you know, I got to call Chuck and tell him I'm not coming and explain why and everything, and I felt terrible because I was his right-hand man, you know, and so he understood and let me take the day off, and then the next day when I went in, I was like, Chuck, I love you, man, but I can't stand this place. I hate it here, and like, I... Didn't realize it until I went through that spiritual healing weekend. But, like, I really need to get out of here. I I need to leave. I'll give you 30 days to find somebody to replace me. And listen to this, though. This is the clincher. And this is great how things line up. But, like, so I didn't know it at the time. But Chuck was already negotiating a deal to move to a different company. We were with CTX Mortgage at the time. And there was another company that wanted Chuck to have his own office and a staff and everything. Like, I was doing the work of five people. And so I, my job was very stressful, and I had to do a whole bunch of different shit, and it was never easy, and the people on the phone were always asked, rich assholes, and it was, like, mm. the worst. So, like, I really liked Chuck, though, man, and so I told him, "You got it." so long story short, my last day, and uh, the craziest part was I was starting a web design business behind the scenes, and even though I really didn't know how to do that either, I figured it out enough to go get <laughs> some clients and uh, so I did that, and I I told Chuck I was leaving, and on my last day, I helped him move from the old office to the new office. He got a staff with a bunch of people, and like, he couldn't be happier. I went on to start Mm -hmm. a successful business, and I did great, and uh, things worked out, you know, and blah, 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 and uh, holy shit, it was all because of that spiritual healing weekend, and it was a really great experience, and it was led by a a shamanic, uh, apparently some kind of shamanic coach guy, and he was just great. So, like, I can tell you from my experiences, and I didn't really talk to him coaching wise, but I've worked with other coaches. I can tell you coaches are very, very helpful and essential, especially if you're the type of person that's like, I don't want to see a psychologist, you know. I certainly wouldn't want anyone knowing about that, but, you know, a coach is the same damn thing, but like a little different, you know. And that's the crazy thing. It's like you can address every area, but you're not, nece- you don't have to be a medical doctor, but you could still address medical issues by uh, resolving stress and different things like that so i'm a big fan of coaches i think you serve a great purpose annie i really do
0: oh thanks yeah i uh i love what i do
1: right on that's awesome well let's go ahead and wrap up i hate to do it i feel like we should be talking about all sorts (laughs) of other things but like maybe we could do it in a future interview
0: (laughs) yes
1: that would be awesome. Well, Annie Delray, I just want to thank you again for being on the show today. It really means a lot. And uh, what you've shared with us is very valuable. And I hope people really take away the idea that there's somebody really real waiting to help you and somebody that has the experience and knowledge to pr- help you break the barriers that you're trying to break free from and move forward with your life. That's what Annie will do for you, right?
0: Yes, Definitely. Yeah
1: right on awesome well thanks again for being on the show annie and i hope you have a wonderful rest of the evening
0: thank you thanks for having me
1: uh my pleasure hope to have you again in the future thank you for tuning in to the toddcast show if you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection, so follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also, check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more and stay connected with me, Todd Mura. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the ToddCast show, so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. See you over on the next episode. Hi, I'm Todd Murat, host of the ToddCast show, and I want to share something personal with you today. Throughout my own life, I've struggled with issues I didn't even realize I had, Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life, find myself again, and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the ToddCast show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy, and BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp... You get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using this special link. BetterHelp.com forward slash That's BetterHelp.com forward slash Forward slash Toddcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ToddCast to get started today.